0: In this day and age, there's nothing for sure. There's no certainty. And one of those certainties is if the company that you work for is going to sell out to another industry, to another service, to another provider. And if they do, how do you prepare for it? And if that's already happened, what should you expect? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from the How to Sell Show Studios on episode number 157. How to prepare after your company has been bought. And I'm gonna have to do a couple of things in this episode that I normally don't do. And one of them is I'm gonna have to put a time mark in here, a date reference. And there's there's a reason for it. So as we sit, as I sit today, it's the last quarter, the last quarter of 2021. And so there's a lot of things that, that happen in the marketplace that facilitate companies being bought and sold. Okay. So part of this is going to be political, but I'm not going to name parties. I'm just going to give you some background. Anytime that you change fiscal rules or tax rules and implications, you know, there are business owners that are going to look and say, Hey, I want to get out before I get taxed. Okay. Number two on this, where we sit in the United States, there's a lot of baby boomers, people that were born right after world war II. And uh, it's like 1955 to 1975 um, that that uh, are want to retire. So it, you've got a combination of forces. Number three, because of what's happened, because of uh, issues, let's just put it issues so I don't get this episode flagged, there's a lot of investment money sitting on the sidelines. So you have a, a, a storm of sorts. You have people who want to get as much money as they can for their business. You have people who want to retire because of age. And then you got a ton of money sitting on side of equity lines. Uh, The private equity companies are sitting on the sidelines with a ton of money in their family banks. And so that number, as I've looked in the last couple of days, is into the trillions of dollars. So there's a lot of money on the sidelines waiting to buy companies. And there are people who want to sell. And so what's happening is private companies are coming in and they're they're doing roll-ups. They're they're buying a bunch of companies in the same industry, sometimes even in the same town, small business, medium business, as well as large companies. And what's doing this is they're they're being fueled for the revenue, for the stock prices, for to show, like, hey, here's what we own and and here's what it is. And so if you didn't know this, it's good for you to know. Companies under $10 million in valuation uh, are not are not bought for the same amount of companies that have a valuation of between $10 million and $500 million. And then companies over $500 million are paid a little bit differently. And so what happens is, is these, these consolidator companies, as I'm going to refer to them, they come in and they, they buy up shops, they buy up services, they buy up industries, and they consolidate them under one brand. So let's say we have four mom-and-pop shops, small businesses at $2.5 million each. Well, if I can buy four of those companies and put them together, then now I'm at the ten million dollar mark. And because I'm at the ten million dollar mark, I get paid a different multiple for for earnings and for for profitability inside of the organization. Okay, so like this this is a mathematical equation that you do need to know about. And I'm not knocking it, but there's a reason why people are like why did why did the company that I just work for get sold? Okay, so. Here's what happens. You have an owner that you know one day. You walk into the office and you're like, "Hey, Bob, hey Jim, you know it could be a partnership, could be a single ownership. And then the next day you walk in and they're like, "Hey, you know we're gonna have a meeting. Uh, we want to let you know we sold the company." So typically the sales happen in the last quarter of a year and the announcements happen in the first quarter of a year. So, you know, owners have to sign non-disclosure agreements and they have to agree that they're not going to say anything because they're worried that employees are going to leave and there's a value set to employees. And so the first thing um, that happens is you're brought into a meeting and the mantra is nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. It's going to feel like a celebratory decision. Everything's going to be happy and everything's going to be fun. But as a salesperson, what you need to know is things are about to change. And it could take a week, could take a month, could take a quarter. But what you need to know is your prices are going to be increased because everything now is about profitability. So prices are going up. Prices are going up. It'll be mostly about the money from here on out. So uh, decisions that used to get made locally are no longer going to get made locally. Decisions are all going to be made based upon money and profit rules will change all of them. Every rule will change because what's going to happen is you're going to have to reapply for the company and whatever, whatever agreements that you had in place before, they're no longer there because you no longer work for the company there. It's just, it's not going to happen. So you work for one, two, three company at the beginning, the second that they sell Now XYZ company owns the organization. And because XYZ company owns the organization, now you're going through their HR. Now you're going through their payments. Now you're having to reapply for a job and for a position because you no longer work for the old company because it's gone. Investments in 401ks are going to change. And so, you know, if you're a salesperson and you're good at what you do, here's a couple of things to look out for. They may want you to train because, you know, you're good at what you do and Inside of the organization, when it was a smaller, or medium business, you had a relationship with the owners and they came to you and they said, Hey, will you train? And you're like, yeah, I'll train. I'll work with the people. Well, it's not like that anymore. Your, your ownership group is no longer the people who owned the company before, even if they vested in buy-in, even if they own a small amount, they're not going to be able to keep the company. And so they want those skills and the talents that you have to be duplicated across the rest of the company so that they can show a profit. And so the other thing that will happen is sales teams will be combined. You'll take a look and somebody who was a competitor yesterday is now all of a sudden on your team, whether you like them or not, because these companies are being rolled up. And that's just what has to do with you. Let's talk for a second about the management. There's going to be power struggles because when companies are combined, people who had jobs in management no longer have the ability to have a management job because you're like, you've got double double the overhead. Now, the whole goal is when a company gets bought and brought into a conglomerate is to lower the overhead cost. So they'll go, well, we've got two managers that do the same thing. Which one's the better one? Well, if the owner, the new owners of the company have somebody that they like better, the old manager is out no matter how good they are. And new manager will be brought, up, brought in for a very good reason for them is because none of the old agreements stand. And so like they the the company now, the new company has to look and say, "Hey, what you need to know is that old company isn't around anymore and whatever agreements that you had, whatever vacation time, whatever bonuses, those are all gone. Those those aren't going to be there." And you know, you, as as an employee, as a salesperson, you may have issues with manager trying to hold on to their position first and then dealing with your concerns 10th because they're fighting for their life. And you're going to go to them and say, hey, I got a problem, and they're going to, I can't do anything about it. I can't. You're going to go to them and say, I've got this concern, and they're like, I don't have any control over that. You're going to go to them and say, hey, I'm worried about this, and they're probably going to say, me too. And then you got to talk about the old owners. The old owners may be around and have no ability to influence decisions. And so sometimes the way that these, these jobs and these deals are structured is what they'll do is they will leave some old ownership in to keep employees. They will they will leave old ownership in for a buffer time of 12 to 18 months so that they have skin in the game. It's usually part of the agreement. And this is for all industries and all services. You, you get a different multiple as an owner if you stick around and you stay in versus if you decide that you're going to bounce. Okay, so let's say that I own a shoe manufacturing company and... I've, I've got a really big shoe manufacturing company. Let's peg it at $50 million a year. And so a consolidator company comes in and says, I, we want to combine you with shoe company that we already have. But in order for you to get the multiple that we're going to give you, here's what we're going to do is we want to know that all of your talent is going to stay. All of your employees are going to stay. We want to know that uh, at the end of the day, you're going to stick around and be the face of the company for a while until we have the ability to come in and take everything over. And this is just the way that it is. So for 12 to 18 months, maybe the person, the people that you knew as owners are going to be there. Or there's another option. The, the new owners will say, hey, old owner, your cash out option is this. If you take a one lump sum and you have a $50 million company based upon earnings and everything, Scott, we will pay you... million to walk out right now or $15 million to stay on board for 12 or 15 months. And depending upon the owner and where they're at and how much money they've squirreled away and what they're doing, they may go, peace out, Girl Scout, I'm done. I don't want to have anything to do with this anymore. I'm out. You bought the company. It's your problem. It's your issue. You take it. Or they may go, hmm, for an extra $5 million, I'll stick around for 18 months. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. So then you go from the old owners to the new owners, and they're going to make a ton of promises. They're going to paint the picture why the grass is greener. They're going to sell you on the upside. They're going to tell you all the amazing things that are going to happen. They're going to tell you all the cool things that are going to to go on. And remember, you're a salesperson, so your BS meter will probably go off because you're going to be like, I feel like I'm being sold, probably because you are. And they're going to have to sell you on all these new ideas. Now, remember in the beginning of this episode, when I shared with you, there's a difference in valuation of companies that are $10 million dollars. $100 million and $500 million. And one of these plays of private equity is to roll up as many companies as they can to get to the next level. So you may have been part of a company that was $2.5 million and it got rolled up into four different other companies that were valued at 10. Okay, So that's the first sell. So then what happens is these consolidator groups will take a $10 million company and combine it with five six seven eight other companies to get to 100 million and then it sells again and then like the next number up is 500 million so then they take those 10 15 companies and they combine them with another 20 or 30 and they get to 500 million the company sells again so there's a couple of different options from here it can go to uh, stock option or it can get sold again so you know, there becomes a point where you have to know what's going to happen. You have to be able to read the writing on the wall. You have to be able to see the games that are about to be played. And like some of this, you may not even care about. You may be like, Scott, I don't care. I just want to sell. I just want to close deals. Until you find out that there's going to be major impacts on your life. Or I could be completely wrong and nothing happens and everything stays exactly the same, which probably isn't going to happen. Okay. So, you know, just, just know that once the company gets bought, there's going to be a game that gets played. And this is typically the game. You've got the price increases. Uh, you're going to get told everything's going to say the same. All the rules change. Then the management's going to change. The old owners are out, the new owners in, and, and then you have an issue of new, new owners. So what do you do? Well, you make a decision right now. And your decision is what am I going to, what am I going to accept and what I'm going to walk away from? And this is why it's really important for you as a salesperson to connect with different business owners and different sales managers on a consistent basis. And the reason for this is is if you need to walk away from a job, you have the ability to do it. Now, am I saying to walk away from a a job just because the company has been sold? No, I am saying you need to be smart and look at the warning signs. You need to be looking at what the issues are that could happen into the future. And so those connections that you have now will pay off Lots, plenty of dividends in the future for you because then you don't have to worry about things. But let's say that you do want to move and that you do want to change, and you come from a team where there's a lot of salespeople. Well, it's like rats on a ship. If if the company that that buys your old company out sucks, salespeople will bounce as fast as they can. In fact, they'll probably be recruited. And and so it may be recruitment from one of your competitors that you didn't like. It could be, you know, recruitment from people that previously you didn't care for, and then it becomes the enemy of my enemy as my friend. Because now you're looking for a place to go to. And so you may be one of, you may be want to be the first person off a team to look for a position. This is why you should have a fresh resume ready. And I'm not, please understand, I am not giving you legal advice. I am not an attorney. I'm not a lawyer. I don't pretend to be one. <laughs> I don't play one on YouTube. But you know these are all things that you could prepare for anyway, and it's always a good idea to have a strong resume prepared because, you know, as everybody jumps off the ship, the stronger salespeople are going to find a job quick. You know, it's really easy for strong salespeople, and if you're like if you got medium range, don't get me wrong, you'll probably find a good job. But if you're newer at sales, it may be more of a struggle. And when you take a look at the games that are played there's things that have to be said by old owners and there's things that have to be said by new owners. When a company gets bought, part of the deal is old employees stay as long as they can to train the new employees who are going to take over. I'm giving you the inside secret sauce problems and issues that really do happen when companies are sold. And if nobody has sat down to tell you what to expect and what's, what's going to go down then you know it's kind of a surprise and you don't know what to look for but like there's going to be a real moment in your life where you're handed a job application and the the HR person tells you you got to reapply you're like wait w- wait i thought everything was going to stay the same i thought everything was there was going to be nothing was going to change that's that's just the beginning and you're going to have to make some decisions about what direction that you want to go and, and what direction that you're going to take. And it, it may be the perfect time for you to start reaching out and saying, Hey, you know, I've, I've had this opportunity. I've been thinking about leaving. I've wanted to leave, you know, is there opportunity at your company, uh, you know, from the people that you know, and you, you know, I'm going to go with an old, an old Jim Rohn saying he's a sports caster. And he would always talk about bang, bang the monkey, which was called the manager of a, of a radio station. When I have to say, you have to bang your network. You have to call your friends. You have to call your associates you have to call the people that that you know to get out of the situation and if you're going to leave it may work out that the sooner you're you're out the better you know because then then you're not dealing with all the drama but you may have to go through it again cuz the company that you go to may be bought as well since there's so much money out on the sideline for private equity as i record this in the last quarter of 2021 so in the future do i know what's going to happen no but can I tell you what to expect when you do work for larger organizations? Absolutely. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.